Today's Old Testament reading is from the book of Esther. The scriptures read today tell of the pivotal moment in the story when Esther told the king of Persia about Haman or Haman's plan to kill her and all the Jews. Now, if you have never read the story of Esther, please read it. It is full of all kinds of wonderful things. It's a fascinating story about an ordinary orphan Jewish girl who grew up to be a courageous queen who not only saved herself, but saved her fellow Jews from destruction. So last week, if you remember, for those of you who heard the sermon, David encouraged us to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. But how do we do that? What does that look like? Esther's narrative is a model of what that looks like when someone trusts, when someone hopes, when someone leans not in their own understanding, but acknowledges God and chooses to follow his ways. Just a little bit of background for those of you who are not familiar with the book of Esther. Scholars believe that it was about a hundred years after the Babylonian exile. Now, for those of you who may not be up on, on biblical history, let's remember King David, mighty, mighty king, great, great, powerful, almost empire, the nation of Israel. Solomon, not so great, had a half heart, followed God for a while, then followed the devices and desires of his own heart. And as a result, after his kingdom, the kingdom itself split in two. Now we have two kingdoms. We have a northern kingdom of Israel, and we have the southern kingdom of Judah. Okay? Both of them had their own kings. Northern kingdom, zero kings followed after God. Zero kings followed after God. Southern kingdom, eight kings followed after God. So as a result, the northern kingdom fell first to the Assyrian army in 722 BC. And the southern kingdom fell to the Babylonians in 586 BC. And then Persia moved in and took the whole region. In the Persian Empire, they allowed the Jews, though, to go back to Israel if they wanted to go back. But not all of them did. Some of them stayed in the land. And it was this people, these Jews, that stayed in the land of Persia, in the Persian Empire, in the capital city of Susa. So this is where the story takes place. It's kind of good to know all that stuff. Although God is not really mentioned at all in the book, it is clear throughout the whole book that God is working behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. The story is full of, of coincidences that I call God's incidents. God's incidents. In the narrative, we follow the story of an ordinary Jewish orphan who grows up to be a courageous queen, who saves Israel from annihilation. Israel is take, I'm sorry, Esther is taken to the palace and through sovereignty of God becomes king, queen. 
She bravely works, as we saw in the passage, through the encouragement of her cousin Mordecai, through a series of banquets to persuade the king to retract his order of annihilation. Now, something that you may want to understand as you're trying to figure out all the Jewish holidays, etc., is Haman, who is the bad guy, by the way, who is the guy that has planned the massacre, doesn't like the Jews at all, decides he's going to get rid of them, and he's trying to think of a day. So he throws the dice to decide the day of the annihilation. Now, a die in Hebrew is pur, and to die is purim. Purim. So when you hear about the feast of purim, it's the feast that celebrates the deliverance and the story of Esther. So now you're in the know. The other thing to remember about this story is that it really is a story of trust and hope. Remember the Jews, they're living as foreigners, they're living as marginalized, they're living as ostracized people amongst the Persians. Now remember, they must have been thinking to themselves, has God abandoned us here? Has God abandoned us here? Remember, they broke their covenant with God. They followed the devices and desires of their own hearts. So does that mean that God is wiping his hands of the Jews? Esther's story reminds us that God never abandons his people. That God is always faithful in spite of our unfaithfulness. The book of Esther reminds us to trust in that fact, that God is faithful. I want to read you my favorite verse from the book of Esther. This is Esther 4, 14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for a time such as this. Here Mordecai, the cousin of Esther, is telling Esther to remember that God is faithful. Regardless of what Esther chooses to do, God will deliver the Jews in Persia. However, it seems that God would like to use Esther as part of his plan. And at this point, I want to remind you that it's all about God. It's not about Esther. It's all about God. God had a plan. God had a plan to rescue and redeem his people. And God would like to accomplish it through Esther. So he worked silently behind the scenes to put her in the right place at the right time. But Esther still had to choose to trust God and follow his lead. It's interesting, um, for those of you who have read Esther, to note that Esther wasn't all that thrilled that God had chosen her. She was full of fear and full of doubt. And I'm sure she was probably thinking, why me? What's so special about me? Why me? And as I read the book in the last week, again, 
I was reminded of another person that said, why me? Moses. Remember the burning bush? I mean, talk about a call. A burning bush. God tells Moses what he wants him to do, and Moses is thinking, why me? I'm not good enough. You got the wrong person. I can't even speak. And yet, as we read on in Exodus, we realize that there were many God incidents that made Moses the perfect one to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses was gripped with fear, as was Esther. And I don't know about you, but that's very comforting to me. Isn't it comforting to you? God asks them to do something, and they go, <laughs> why me? They're human. They're fallible. They're broken. You know, we think of David as a great leader, but he started as a shepherd boy. We think of Esther as a queen, but she was just a little orphan girl. We think of Moses, but he couldn't even speak. And yet God wanted to use each one of them. You know, it's sort of funny in the West, I often think, um, and by West I mean like, you know, North America, that we are so individualistic. It's all about us. It's all about who we are. God asks us to do something and we go, either I can do that or I, I can't do that. We think about our needs, our wants. We don't think about the fact that God is the one that will help us through it, that God is going to do it. The question is whether we're going to be part of it or not. I'm sorry to blow some of your bubbles or to break some of your bubbles, but really it isn't about us. It really isn't about us. I'm sorry. It's about God. The whole story of the Bible is about God. Esther is not about Esther. It's about God. It's about God how uses people like us to fulfill his plan. But God's plans are way bigger than any one person. And sometimes we forget that. They're bigger than any one person. What is his plan? His plan is to redeem the world. His plan in the book of Esther was to redeem the Israelites. God will do what God will do despite us. Mordecai reminds Esther that God will save the Israelites. He will save them. The question is whether or not she has the courage to be part of the plan. The Bible is full of all kinds of people that God uses. Fallible, broken people like Esther. But the Bible is also full of all kinds of people that choose not to follow God, who choose not to trust him, who choose to hesitate and to not move forward in his plan. Remember, thanks to free will, we all get to choose. God says come, we can come or not. God says go, we can go or not. But let's remember that God's plan is not thwarted by our disobedience. Okay? We can't mess it up for the world. We can just mess it up for ourselves. But God's plan is God's plan. God will do what God will do with or without us. If Esther had chosen to not act when God called her, God would have found another way. But unfortunately for Esther, she and her family would have died. 
You know, it's kind of interesting when you think of the whole book, and I think of the Israelites wandering in the desert. God promised the Israelites, I'll send you to the promised land, and he did. But did you know that that trip should have taken two weeks? Maybe a month, if they're really slow. But how long did it take? 40 years. 40 years! 40 years! Why? Because many times during that trek, God asked them to do something, and they didn't do it. Do you remember the spies? Remember those 12 spies? They went in. Two of them said, hey, we can take it. God's with us. Ten of them said, hey, there's too many big people in that land. There's too many giants. So they didn't. And so did God bring the Israelites to the promised land? Absolutely. Did the people that started get to the end? Nope. Could they have? Yes. They had a choice. Last week, David reminded us to trust in the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's only possible if we believe that God works through broken people, that God works through fallible people, that God works through morally compromised people. In order to trust God completely, we need to believe that God is faithful even when we can't see him. We need to believe that God is sovereign even when it looks like the world is a mess. We need to believe that God is in control of his plan even when the world seems out of control. We need to believe that we can be part of God's plan. Not because of who we are, but because of who God is. His rescue plan is so much bigger than any of us. And we need to remember what it is. It's not about what we need or what we want or the details of our life. It's about drawing everyone to himself through Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We need to trust that God knows us, and from the very beginning, God has been working behind the scenes in our lives, preparing us for the task he will call us to. If you really believe this, then you are able to sit in contentment a bit in the moments of life that are boring, in the moments of life that are heartbreaking. I believe no experience we experience is wasted. But let me be clear, I'm not saying that every experience is good. There are many experiences that are bad. Take Esther, for example. Esther was an orphan. She lost her parents young. She was marginalized in her community, ostracized, looked down upon. She was taken away from her family and friends and plopped in a palace where she knew no one. And yet somehow in all of that, God was present. Now a few of us will be like Esther, will be able to be queen or king in a place, but all of us can be part of God's plan. All of us will have a moment for a time such as this. There will be a time when God will ask us to do something and we will go, so that's why I had to suffer this. So that's why I had to do this. 
you will begin to realize if you truly believe that God is in control, that many of your encounters, many of your life experiences, and even some of your jobs are a result of God working invisibly behind the scenes. There will be times in your life when you will be called to play a role in what God is doing. But there will also be times when you're just going to marvel at what God is doing. Sometimes God is going to ask you to move out of your comfort zone. It might be as simple as talking to someone you find it really hard to talk to. But it might be as dramatic as getting on a plane and going somewhere. There will be times when God will place you in situations that you don't like and you feel uncomfortable. And they maybe don't make sense. And it is in those times that we have to trust the one that knows the end game. The one that knows the end game. God is sovereign. And it is in those moments that God knows what he's doing and we need to trust him. Esther's story reminds us that God has been with us all along and he will continue to guide and provide for us as we participate in his kingdom work. If you think about your lives, you will know many God incidents. Many times when God showed himself, when God put you in the right place at the right time. Take courage when God calls you to do something because he has been working behind the scenes for that moment. Just last week, I had the opportunity to experience a God incident for myself. I had been in the hospital visiting a relative and I was on my way out of the hospital with COVID. As many of you are aware, there are vis very, very few visitors and the staff control your coming and going. I just finished saying goodbye to my relative and I was escorted to the elevator. The nurse left me and I pressed the down button and I waited for the elevator and I waited for the elevator and I waited for the elevator. About 10 minutes into my waiting, I realized that the nurse had to use her key to call the elevator. And I also realized that if I ever wanted to get out of this hospital, I was gonna have to use my cell phone to call the nursing station and ask them to come and help me. So I did. And about three minutes later, the nurse put in her key and I was on my way. I got down to the lobby about 15 minutes after I had said goodbye to my relative. As I said goodbye to the receptionist, I heard someone say, Roxanne! I turned to see a nurse I knew hanging up a phone in the lobby. Now, it just wasn't any nurse. It was a nurse that I hadn't seen for three years, but it was someone that I had been thinking about all week. At that moment, I realized God's providence. And I knew that this nurse was Jesus with skin on for me. In the midst of my sadness and a hopelessness, God saw me. In the midst of my desperation, God saw me. We spoke for about 30 minutes, and all I can say is, God 
orchestrated the whole event. If I hadn't spent 15 minutes waiting for that elevator, I would never have run into the nurse. We, like Esther, like the nurse I met last week, can be part of what God is doing in our lives if we have the courage to trust in his faithfulness. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for the story of Esther. Thank you for the reminder that you are faithful even when we are not. Thank you for the reminder that you work behind the scenes even when we can't see you. Holy God, we want to be able to trust you with our whole being. We want to be able to be part of what you are doing in the world. Help us to remember that it is never about us, that it is always about you. Please help us to have the courage to do all that you call us to do. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.